Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. What does it look like when a band ends? Not because of fighting or creative tension, but a band of really good friends who have been playing together for years. What happens when life gets in the way? Today, I talked with all four members of Richard Album, one of the best bands in the Chicago DIY scene. Each band member is going through some huge life changes, and we just happened to catch Richard Album's last show. Find out what it's like when a band performs for the last time on today's Music Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois, and I am also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a podcast where we talk about music, musicians, creativity, mental health, touring, life changes... A whole bunch of stuff. And today's episode is what we call a group session, which is where I talk with a full band. We do group sessions once a month, and we film it live at Cafe Mustache in Chicago. I talk to the band, the band performs a live set at the end of the conversation, and the shows are just generally a lot of fun. And this month's band is Richard Album. Richard Album is a Chicago-based band who is really big in the Chicago DIY scene. Richard Album has four band members. Shelby Turner writes the songs, sings, and plays guitar. Jen Romero sings backup and plays keys. Brian Wiesa plays bass guitar. And Bill Frisch plays drums. Shelby Turner is also a big figure in the Chicago DIY scene and's run with his wife, Katie Albert. He's run multiple DIY spaces that feature shows, art, performance, all kinds of things. Really special, magical spaces. I was lucky enough to live in one of those spaces for a while, and I named an album after it, Big Forever. This was a really special episode because I happened to catch Richard Album at this pivotal moment for the band. Each of them are going through major life changes, and you're going to hear all about that in our conversation. And at the end of our conversation, they perform this incredible live set, and maybe their last one ever. Let's not waste any time. Let's go to the show. We've got a live audience here today. Welcome, everybody. Thank you guys for coming and for everybody who's watching on Twitch. Um, let me do a quick intro to Richard Album and the Singles. And Richard Album is the project of Shelby Turner. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about Shelby and how Richard Album came to be. And then we'll, we'll talk with the band. Um, Shelby came up in Olympia and Seattle areas, DIY scenes, and he moved to Chicago in 2012. He found a place on Craigslist called Ball Hall, which was a uh, DIY space here in the city, and he moved in. He met many friends and musicians. He booked shows. He recorded his album, You Can Call Me Album, at Ball Hall. Um, he toured that album with, as Richard Album and the Lifestyles. And then he started a space called Big Forever with his partner, Katie. And um, they built a DIY community space. It had shows. Uh, I met Shelby there. I lived there for a little bit. Uh, It was magical. And um, a little while later, they started a new space called Pinky Swear, where they held events, theatrics, shows. All kinds of different things were held there. and he started playing with this current lineup that we're going to talk to today in 2014. So 
I will introduce everybody. We'll talk to everybody individually. But first, um, we're going to play a, a short video from Richard, and then we'll move to talking to the band. Do you ever have a hard time getting out of bed? Do you ever wonder, what am I doing here? What's my place in all this? Do you ever have an entire week of your life go by, then at the end of the week, you can't even really say what you did? Hi, I'm Richard Album, and I was once like you. Then, I decided to make the change. I didn't change anything about myself, not my hair, my clothes. I didn't lose weight or gain muscle. I didn't even really change my diet. You see, the change I realized I needed to make was all around me. Now, I feel like I've reached what I call peak me. My food tastes better, my sweat smells better, my hair looks better. Even my foot that once was swollen is no longer swollen. And I sit here in front of you today because I'd like to share this with you. I want you to join me. Join Richard. Now, I'm not asking you to change anything about yourself. You're beautiful just the way you are. But if I'm gonna change the world around me and make it a better place, I can't do it without your help. So join me today for a better future tomorrow. All right, please welcome Richard Album and the Singles. Thank you. So thank you guys so much for doing the show. Um, the show almost didn't happen. We'll get to that in a minute. But what I would love uh, for you guys to do briefly is to introduce uh, yourselves, your name, and what you play in the band. My name is Brian Wiesa, and I play bass guitar. Um, I'm Jen Romero. I play the keys. I'm Bill Frisch, and I play the drums. Oh. Shelby. <laughs> I'm Shelby, and uh, I, uh, I sing. All right, <laughs> 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 um, I this normally uh, I am Richard Album on stage, so it's actually the first time I've I've said that. I'm Shelby. This feels kind of strange to say that, to be honest. My name is Shelby, and I <laughs> and I sing and play guitar and write songs. All right, what a what an honor. Um, okay, so I see this, this meeting tonight as a snapshot of a band in transition. And each, each of you has a lot of stuff, a lot of big changes or some big change going on in your life. And I'm really interested to kind of ask you individually, you know, what are the things that you're, you're doing or going on? And then I want to talk about the band. Um, you got 2014, you've been together for a long time. But maybe, maybe Jen, can we start with you? No, no Jen, you want to start with <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Wait. So wanna... you've got some stuff that you're thinking about that's going on. What, what's going on with you? Um, yeah, I have some stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm thinking about relocating uh, to the West Coast. Um, this fall or the spring if COVID stuff, I don't know, shuts everything down. But um, I've been feeling the pull of family, especially after the, well, not after the pandemic because it's still happening. But uh, I don't know. I feel like this past year has been so um, transformative um, for 
everyone. Um, yeah, so I think this is my moment to try to be closer to family. I've been talking about it for like six years. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's kept you, you know, you've been thinking about it for a long time. What's kept you from making the move up to recently? Yeah, I mean, the, these guys, um, it's hard to be a part of a project that you really love. I've known Shelby since high school in Olympia, so he's one of my oldest friends. And um, I met Brian shortly after Shelby moved to Chicago, and Bill was actually a drummer in a very early version of my band, The Jellies, um, and then Richard stole him, but I'm not salty about it anymore. I'm just kidding. I was never salty. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know, it's really hard. Um, I've been here for 15 years, um, you know, and you get involved in like the creative community and it starts to feel a bit like a different kind of family. But, um, but yeah, I don't know, aging, getting to a place in life where it's everyone's kind of forging their own pathway, um, building family and, you know, maybe literal, or not literal, I don't know how to say it, but, and you know, and like, you know what I mean. Um, and I think uh, with the pandemic, it just, yeah, it just made it very clear to me that um, I've been having this feeling of belonging um, eating away at me for a, a long time. And I really just kind of missed being closer to my own family. So I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to move to Portland, most likely. Um, yeah, probably Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I'll give it a year. Who knows? Maybe I'll move back. We'll still be here. Yeah. <laughs> It'll still be here. Um, thank you. Thanks. I okay. feel really nervous. <laughs> that, that was wonderful. Okay. <laughs> okay uh, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. Bill, what's going on with you? Um, I recently just started a new job. Um, what are you doing? I'm a baker. I'm a head baker at this new French pastry shop, Verzenay, Chicago. <laughs> He's an amazing baker. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's like um, a little more on my own now, and I get a little more control of stuff there, and that's cool. Um, and me and my partner are getting married soon. Hey, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So that's a big change. We're, we're working on refinancing our condo right now. So just lots of, lots rock, of little stuff. Rock and roll. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, those are all big kind of adult things to do. Yeah. It's like all coming at once. Yeah. You know? Does it change your relationship with music? Any of these changes? Yeah. I mean... It's, it's been a long like year and a half or so where we didn't really play a whole lot and music is just becoming less and less like a part of my daily routine. Mm -hmm. um, it's harder to find time for it now, but uh, it's, it's been really awesome these past couple of weeks just like getting this band back together and uh -huh starting to practice again. It felt like it came back, like, really quickly. Yeah. Um, so it kind of, you know, the year forced the absence of music in the band, but mm -hmm. do you welcome it back? Do you want to make room for it? 
It's hard. It's like, it was nice having that break. Um, but I do miss it a lot, like having been playing recently. Um, yeah, just something I'm going to have to figure out. <laughs> Uh, many of the musicians I've talked to have been sort of thankful for the break of the past year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice. I feel like I did a lot more listening to music and trying to, like, find stuff that I wouldn't have listened to before or, I don't know, listen to different genres, mm -hmm. um, thinking less about, like, creating it and more about just sort of honing what I could enjoy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations on Thanks. refinancing your condo. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and getting engaged. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, will you uh, share what's going on with you in your life recently? Yeah. So my shift is kind of more like career-oriented, I guess. Um, I'm going into my third year of a master's program in clinical mental health counseling. Uh -huh. So All I'll right. be running my own music therapy show in about a year. We, um, could, we could partner. We could part. Yeah, we could do a group, group session, co-facilitate. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so I feel like, yeah, I've been in school for two years and kind of chipping away at this program. Uh, it becomes very real in two weeks when I have clients of my own and kind of am working at a private practice as an intern. And so this kind of shift is from years of working service industry jobs and kind of other odds and end jobs uh, to something a little more, I don't know. I, I don't want to say something that I feel passionate about because I, I do feel passionate about it, but I don't want to uh, discount the jobs I've worked in the past because I feel like I'm also like very grateful for those. But yeah. I feel different about this career for sure. Did your, I mean, you've been playing music for a long time, too. Has your experience with music influenced your decision to move forward with this career path? I don't think it's influenced it at all. Um, I don't know. I think I'm still figuring out how to balance the two a little bit. And I, I think while I was in school, you know, the first term, like, we were still playing a lot of shows, and I was like biking from class to sound check, and um, I kind of love that. I like love trying to figure out how to like hold both of those identities at the same time. But I think it's hard to tell, because there was this year and a half break, and as Bill mentioned, like we didn't really play music really for the year and a half until the last um, few weeks preparing for the shows. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know, music has just like taken a very different role in my life as the school, pro like as the program has progressed, music has kind of um, been a little stagnant, at least as far as like collaborating with friends. So. And how has that felt for you? <sighs> kind of like what Bill said, the break felt great at the uh -huh. start. It was, I think, shows, I don't know, I guess it'd been like 15 years of playing in bands and shows regularly. And I think having a year long break and like kind of breaking up the routine of like loading in and playing shows like was really nice at first. But I think when we started practicing again, I was like, oh yeah, I miss communicating with people in this way, like with friends, with yeah. playing music. So now I feel like I'm like craving it a ton in the last few weeks. So, yeah. When I was, just because I can connect to your grad school experience and obviously being a therapist, you know, that was something that felt very like 
either or to me when I was in grad school. Either I could go into counseling or I could pursue music. And it's taken me years to figure out a way to put them together. Do you, have, have you felt that? Yeah, I feel like that's, uh, in my own therapy, I feel like that's something I talk about all the time is just kind of like music and being a musician. And, and even with that, like being a musician and like working service industry jobs has been so much of my like identity. Um, and I feel it shifting like as I, as I start this new career and I'm like very afraid of how to hold on to the musician part of me. Um, I feel like you're someone who is like very inspiring to me because I see you years into being a professional therapist and like the way that you balance music and being a therapist is like something very admirable to me, so. Thanks. Thank you. No problem. Shelby? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there have been a lot of changes in my life. Um, I, um, I became a teacher full-time this past year, uh, and I finished grad school, and uh, that was all a lot. But I mean, most recently had a baby um, on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's right, I, Paul Schaefer over here is like, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, no, it, it's, um, she was due on the 17th, and she, uh, she came 10 days early. Uh, so we, we were going to play our last show on Saturday, but I was at the hospital. So they, they played without me. They just played their first and probably last show as the singles. And that's why the singles is appropriate. It's just one, one and done. Um, but yeah, so now I'm a dad. Just like that. <laughs> miss what you just said. <laughs> now I'm a dad. You're a dad. Just like that. So how do you, how are you feeling about where music uh, has fit in, and may fit in your life? Uh, well, I was lucky and uh, I want to thank you again for the opportunity to do music therapy like in the middle of lockdown or whatever, quarantine or whatever, um, when we got to talk last year, um, that was really cool. And like in, in, my, in my own therapy, um, I, I, start, I started going to therapy personally in 2017 to kind of talk through this, like, I felt like really disillusioned and just like, we, it's like I have worked so hard for many years to like book shows for other people. And then when I would go to book tours, when I would go to book tours, they wouldn't book shows for me. <laughs> the shows were duds. Nobody came. Um, so I was like, what it, I felt like I was working so hard to do things for other people, but some, there was something deficient about my own music where people aren't inspired to be like, oh, let's book a show for Richard Album because his music is actually good. Um, uh, but um, thankfully, um, I have just like developed a much more healthy relationship with music and uh, it's like, it's not about like how many shows we play or how many uh, people show up or whatever. Um, it's about my own relationship with creating something, you know? And like I've, I, 
I think about like how you know there are like seven Richard album albums or whatever, and like if you listen to all of them, if you listen to every single song, and maybe maybe Jen is the only one here who who has, but um, <laughs> if you listen to everything, then you hear within the songs the story of my life, you know, bits and pieces. Which I think I think I just I think that's like my relationship with music now is like I use it as a way to reflect and process what's going on and to grow as a person. And if nobody ever comes to one of my shows again, then that would be sad, but okay. Did you feel the need to create a character to like work those things through? Um, uh, the, the, need, the need to create the character of Richard Album uh, definitely preceded all of my quarter life crisis or whatever, um, which happened a long time ago. <laughs> More towards the midlife now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, yeah, the, um, I, I wanted to do Richard album just because I thought it would be fun. And I have always appreciated theatrics um, and drama on stage. So there you have it. And to anyone who asks, I say, you, you should do it too. Like to create a persona and be on stage and to be someone else when you take the stage is like, <laughs> it's like, it's very empowering. It's like, it gives you freedom to say and do whatever. Not like with impunity, but like with like, you don't have to have that voice in your head that's like, I'm an idiot, I suck, nobody likes me because that, that voice does not exist in Richard Album's head, you know? So when I could go on stage as Richard Album, then I could be free to just do it, do it to the fullest, I guess. Uh, Richard Album is awesome. I saw Richard Album here at Cafe Mustache for the very first time and was a huge fan instantly. And we became friends after that. Um, I just, you know, <laughs> I, had, I had to be friends with Richard. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think anybody who's seen Richard perform live because you do not only your music, which is great and prolific, and you're a very strong songwriter, um, but also, hmm? I'm not making it this is, up. Uh, but all the skits are just hilarious, and um, <clears throat> Richard is a great character. Um, I'm curious to go back to something. You know, you were feeling like you kind of opened up all these opportunities for people, and you did, um, in including myself. You definitely have done that for me. Um, and I know a lot of other people feel that way too. And you were saying that maybe it didn't always feel like it came back to you. Um, and you were kind of struggling with that. Are there, <clears throat> what specifically would you have liked maybe a little more of? Um, well, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I feel like my, my problem is that I am not good at asking people for help in an authentic way. So I think this is it's like a major issue in my personal life my bandmates know like if i if there's like oh it's like time to load the gear or whatever like i would i would rather just like do everything myself and then get really like burnt out and exhausted and be like nobody helps me uh so it's the exact same thing it's like it's the same pattern with me booking a tour um and that it like it's not other people's responsibility to read my mind, you know. It's it's my responsibility to like better articulate what I need, and that's something I'm still working on. As 
Um, my my in-laws are in town, helping take care of the baby. It's just like it's it's freaking hard to like ask people to do stuff for you, you know. Like, it's just hard. <laughs> I don't know how to do it, but I'm working on it. So that's my that's my reflection. Is this your guy's last show? I guess it is then. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, this seems like a good time, good place to stop. For a while. In Chicago. For a while. In Chicago. We'll play later. <laughs> I I just personally like I like the drama of saying this is our last show ever, which is why I said it on Saturday, even though it wasn't even our last show ever. <laughs> so, this is our last show ever. There you go. Last show. I think that that's a good pause point. I want to I wanna show a music video um, and take a little break. This isn't going to be your video. This is, a, this is another video. It's called That's Music, That's Business. Uh, it's all about the music industry. It's by David Yance, and the video is by Frank O.K. It's, it's really good, so we're going to watch that, and then we'll come back and talk to, to the Richard Album Gang a little bit more. More local fans than I can count. That's music, a life in music. Five dollars in my bank account. From music, from playing music, I think I'm living the dream. Late night of pure euphoria that's music laughing music flat tire in peoria from music for playing music one free beer to redeem champagne inside a crystal glass that's business you know that's business cocaine right off obama's ass that's business you know that's business tore up another hilton suite that's business you know that's business rode off a russian ride receipt that's business you know that's business my last from music, laughing music I haven't bathed in 40 days From music, from playing music I need some genital cream Last night I slept on packing foam From music, laughing music They shut the gas off in my home From music, playing music But having heat is mainstream Track down by 
seven creditors from music playing music at war with 90 redditors that's music my life in music i think i'm gonna drop out cause money brings you the finest things you can have more leverage your craft brewed beverage your shirt that's checkered a vinyl record a backstage concert a post that sponsors a drop that fender and join the bender cause music makes the band boys cream David Yance, a uh, Chicago musician, Frank O'Kay, Chicago graphic designer, that was awesome. I asked the band to uh, write questions to the rest of the band, and I'm gonna read them, they're anonymous. Um, it was sort of cute how they like basically asked each other the same things. But, um, <laughs> but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna turn to that. I wanna hear them talk to each other. So here's a question, least favorite show ever that you guys did? There was one in Houston. I don't even remember most of it. I just remember it not being fun for any of us. I wasn't even there. I wasn't there, so it really wasn't fun. <laughs> I'm afraid to comment on these because I don't want to like name names or name bands. We played with Josh Wentz. Uh, I did, I, 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 the show Jen, is, Jen is referring to, I just think the person that set up the show and, and, and hosted us was playing a much bigger show that was like sold out down the street. And, and everyone was at their show. <laughs> and no one was really at our show, but they did a really cool thing at the end of the night where members that played the big like sold out show came and played a noise set to the point of getting kicked off stage from the sound person. <laughs> Because they were wrecking the PA. Uh, I don't remember how the night ended, but that yeah, was that was that's a pretty good. That's a good one. I don't I don't know if I can top that. Um, the first thing, the first show that comes to mind is the one that you asked me to play first at Coles. Actually, <laughs> I was like, I was a horrible. We, it was like a mix of us not being practiced enough, and um, some of us, some of some members of the band were very drunk. In character, as part of their personas. No, it was. <laughs> I don't want to name names. No offense, uh, but no, it was. It was like, it was Coles. Everyone was there. I was looking, and I was like, oh my god, all these cool musicians are here, and I finally get to show them my band. And then it was like, it was not good. That show is the first time I ever saw Richard Album play. Uh, and I wanted to be in the band. Well, there you that. go. I'm not. I'm not joking. Yeah, I want. But I actually, what I remember about that show is that you and Mike Kanish, uh, Chicago comedian, did a video skit with each other. What was it like? A meditation? I forget what it was. Yeah, it was Richard Album like pretended to have a panic attack and like. Oh yeah, like, and then on Leslie Tanner. And Leslie Tanner t talked him through it. Yeah. Leslie Tanner was on our last group session. He did a meditation. Yeah, I, and that's what I remember from the show. I don't remember it being a bad show, but uh, it was fun. <laughs> it's funny. Um, let's see. If you had, 
I think this question is directed to Shelby. If you had to divide Richard Album's history into three distinct eras, what would they be? Uh, well, I guess it's kind of a boring answer, but at first I did it by myself the first few months. And then I moved back to Seattle for the summer and played with some people there. And then I moved back here and then played with people here. So Richard Album, Richard Album and the Lifestyles, Richard Album and the singles. So marked by the people that you're performing with or not yes. performing with. Okay, well, let's see. What else do we have? Do you, this is a, a band question, do, does anyone have any Richard album and the singles related regrets? <laughs> They're thinking. Looks like maybe a... Like everything was perfect. Like you wouldn't have done anything differently. Um, there was one night on tour that we drank too much Aquavit. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was really bad. We were up until like five in the morning. Uh, that was also on tour. Which tour was that? That was like the small little Midwest. Like in Minneapolis. Minneapolis or and Iowa. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't even regret that. Though. I don't I regret that. That was, really yeah, that was fun. Fun. <laughs> What was the night you got in most trouble as a band? Probably that, that same that, night. <laughs> that, that's up there. All right. Uh, we played a show at the Magic Shop uh, in Lincoln Square. And hey, oh, okay. See, there you go. Um, it was great. Um, uh, uh, it was a great show. It was a benefit for Chicago Zine Fest, and there were some really cool bands playing. We played with um, a hardcore band who I guess I should respectfully um, not name them, but um, they. Um, I was told by an intermediary that like it would probably be fine if we use their drums, but I should just email them. <laughs> to check because they're kind of weird about that. And I, I, you, you all, we're all friends here, right? You believe me. I typed the email, <laughs> but then got distracted and walked away from the computer before I could press send. Um, and so at the show, we played the song Called Out, which is a song we used to always play. And it was like, this song's about calling out people who do stuff that you don't agree with or something. And then as soon as we finished the song, the bass player of that band said, well, I heard you like calling out people. Well, I just want to call you out because I think it's really fucked up that you showed up here and didn't to use our drums and just expected that we lent them to you. And uh, it was, honestly, that was it's one of the worst things you can do as a band. There are many memes about it. You know, oh, can I use your drums? I, whatever. Uh, so, but that's, you know, I learned from that. And now... We always ask to use people's drums, but we rarely bring our own. That was also the first time I saw the Richard Album band and wanted <laughs> to be in the band. <laughs> we, it's our, at our lowest moments when a member of the audience feels they need to help. Food poisoning. Oh yeah, we played at Hostelier for you and Jen. Got food poisoning and couldn't play. Anyway, <laughs> many regrets. I have a lot of regrets, but that's a different show, I guess. What's one regret? Um, I mean, <laughs> I feel like, uh, like sometimes like, uh, I regret not like recording things in a different way, you know? Like, like I listen to old recordings, and I'm like, man, 
can't believe I thought this was like good enough to put out. Um, I wish I would have like done what other bands do and spent twenty thousand dollars <laughs> producing my album. Shame on me. Anyway, I, I didn't spend zero dollars, and they're on Bandcamp. You can listen to all of them. You have a lot of albums, not just with Richard album, but your now I'm blank the skateboarders Bandcamp. Sundance Kids. Sundance Kids. Tell the truth, favorite album. Next question, please. <laughs> it's very prolific. Um, as we referred to before, Richard is known for skits. Uh, they perform during the band's uh, performances. Um, and uh, here's a question regarding those. What, what's your all-time favorite bit slash skit Richard has done at a show? Uh, when I was part of the band, I think it was the tour that we did the peak video that, that you all saw a little bit earlier because um, we would play that video to start our sets and then um, me and Bill would come out and we were, we were like members of the peak program. And, and some, like, at different nights we would do it differently, like where one of us had joined and the other hadn't yet kind of thing. And, and we had, I don't know, the crowd in certain places really got into it, though. And, like, all night people would just be like, I'm peaking. Like, even, like, like hours after our set, we would be playing house shows and people would just be like, yeah, I'm finally peaking. Which mostly just meant they were intoxicated, I think. But uh, I loved that. I also remember there was a show here, and this, maybe I'm getting timelines twisted, but, like, um, Shelby and the band a few years before I played in it, he had a strawberry daiquiri here. <laughs> that's that's, that's your first, first show. Yeah. So maybe, was that before Coles? Yeah. Or after Coles? So that was, was my... Before, f- I had met so your yet. first Richard album show was my first Richard album show, and it was in that room when, that when room they just had that side. Um, and Shelby, maybe tell the, 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 like, skit, but you were just drinking this giant <laughs> strawberry daiquiri out of a... What was it out of? I don't know. I think it was, maybe it was like a vase or something. It was really big. It was huge. <laughs> but we were just talking about it because I showed up. I showed up with like bottom shelf rum in my backpack and like some strawberries. And I was like, "All right, cafe mustache proprietors, like, can I like make a strawberry daiquiri?" And Ralph is like, "No, no, that's not. That's not gonna fly." And then he's like, "Well, I'll blend up." <laughs> I just think it's so funny because I feel like it's like a classic Ralph story. But he's like. All right, I'll blend up the strawberries for you, but we're gonna use our rum. So he like <laughs> made it for me, and uh, I just had the powdered sugar, and I was like, I kept pouring more powdered sugar into it. And I was like getting it all over my face and stuff, but it was like one of the many like kind of fallen Richard arcs where Richard is like washed up. Yeah. It's just classic. Keep keep going back to that. Yeah, I feel like the singles have quit and rejoined the band like a hundred times yeah. during yeah. shows. Like yeah. we just, you know, whole shtick, yeah. pretty much. We just quit the band, and then Richard wins us back every time because he's Richard. But tonight we really do it. He needs us. <laughs> he does need us. <laughs> okay, I've got one more question, and and basically all of you asked this. What was your favorite tour memory? Aquavit. It was amazing. We we stayed with my friend Michael in um, uh, YZ, Minneapolis, and he's like a pastor. He's like a holy man, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like, have you guys ever had aquavit?" And he has he had like many different types. Aquavit is like a Scandinavian liqueur, and he had like he's like, "Here's the Norwegian aquavit," 
here's the Icelandic Aquavit. And he like wasn't even drinking. He was, he was just sitting there. He was like, oh yeah, you should only eat like uh, five Brazil nuts a day or something. He was like, he was super down this weird like health thing. But he's like, oh yeah, you should definitely drink my Aquavit. And like within like an hour, we were just like, <laughs> I like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of embarrassing to say, but I like woke up. I just woke up in a different room from where I went to sleep. I was just on the floor. I don't even know. Like, it's not, it's not really funny, but it's like, what was I doing? Anyway. What was the question? Wait, that was your favorite tour memory? <laughs> I, I mean, I have a favorite tour, I think, um, Pacific Northwest. And you came on that one, Jess. Yeah. Um, yeah, we toured in the Pacific Northwest. And um, I feel like, you know, I don't know if it's just the rule of tour, but one thing has to go wrong with a vehicle. And... Um, <laughs> Shelby had borrowed his mom's station wagon and we were driving up to Seattle from Olympia and we got rear-ended by like a much taller car and it took out the back window. So we were just like stuck on the freeway for a while and uh, the guy, <laughs> like he just wanted to give Shelby a wad of cash <laughs> to like cover the window. But that whole tour was just, um, I was personally going through um, a really difficult like personal time and, um, yeah, and it was kind of hard to stay present because I was just uh, grieving a lot. And um, yeah, I just, uh, I think my favorite place that we went on that tour was the San Juan Islands. Like mm, we took yeah. the ferry um, and we have a friend. Am I allowed to say his name if it's nice? Yeah, if it's nice. Okay, John Bellows. Um, yeah, John Bellows, he's really, we love you, John Bellows. Hopefully you're watching. Um, yeah, lives at this, um, I guess, ex-meditative or yoga retreat kind of center. And it had this, like, dome-structured building with, like, a rope swing right in the middle so you could, like... Oh. Huh? Like, it's not a yoga retreat place anymore, right? Like, I feel like a bunch of musicians kind of took over this, like, retreat center place. And it had... Wait, am I... I, just, I feel like the Pacific Northwest is full of like domes in the woods. Like you <laughs> don't really ask, you don't woods. ask questions. But yeah, and I just remember there was a rope hanging from the ceiling. You could kind of like swing around. It was super cozy. Um, there was a wood stove and the acoustics are really cool. You could whisper in a wall and hear. Yeah, yeah, like you could whisper at the wall and someone on the other side could hear you. And I just remember for me personally, like that being. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I could go on about that tour, but New Year's was also really special. We made it up to Canada, and um, they know how I think these guys them. danced until 5 a.m., and I fell asleep in the bed crying because <laughs> I had some wine. Um, but I do remember I just felt really taken care of, and I mean, these, I mean, like I said, it's been hard to leave Chicago because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have family here in, the, in this way, and... Um, yeah, I just felt like that tour was really restorative for me. And um, yeah, thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I ever thanked you <laughs> for um, yeah taking care of me. I feel like a few different tours come to mind. What, shortly after I first joined the band, um, it was a little different lineup. It was me, Shelby, um, Mike Megan, and Ian Fullerton. And the first tour that we did together, well, we did, I think, a short <laughs> Northeast tour. <laughs> But uh, we did a 
tour like out to the west coast and to the southwest. And it was the first time that I'd ever been to the Grand Canyon. Uh, and I just remember that we like the four of us got to like it wasn't even an off day. I think we played in Flagstaff and we went up for the day. And I feel like that was just a very special non-music related moment. Um, that whole trip was pretty magical. I also am thinking about like New Year's that we spent in New Orleans. You we were also on that tour. Mm-hmm. That was like a very special night. Um, I don't know. I think there are too many. I don't oh, know. Was that I the basketball game? I went to the basketball. Yeah, game? and then we yeah. like went to the fireworks, fireworks the... after. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. There's kind of this endless Bill eating Nashville hot chicken. I think about <laughs> almost every single day because he. Like the... We waited in line for like an hour, and and then he had to eat it in the van and he was just sweating and crying in the van for like two and a half hours. Yeah. I don't know. Shelly there... got mad at me. Remember that? I asked you why you're a vegetarian. Uh-oh. I'll, I'll let you two work this out. I don't remember that. Um, yeah, so I guess the moral of the story is even if no one shows up to the shows and you don't make any money, it's still, it's still worth doing if you can. Or it was. It was in 2014, brother. You should have been there, man. Oh, those are good times. You know, because this is a podcast and because we can edit this out later, I'm almost like uh, torn if we should show the video or if you guys just want to perform. What are you feeling? We were just, um, we, the one video of us playing live, um, it's cool and it's a cool song, but the people that made the video were like, um, I mean, they did a great job, and they're very sweet people, but they were like, we added in scenes of the bands talking during the video, which I think is kind of standard. Um, and the, the moments of talking that they chose are just, they filmed us talking for like, I feel like 30 seconds, and they're like, all right, good. And we just, we didn't even know what we said, and it's like, so it's like, I feel embarrassed to show that video because of the talking part. It's like, I can't stand by that. So it sounds like we should skip it. You can you can watch it later. You can YouTube it. Yeah. If you now want. I want to watch it with it. What? Now I want to watch it with a more critical lens. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> That's how I watch everything. I thought anyway, we're, to move. we're gonna have a break anyway. Oh, no, yeah. Break. You thought it was funny? I thought it was funny. It was trash. <laughs> it was so bad. Well let's ask the audience. We're Do you guys want to see it? Yeah. You want to see it? <laughs> All right. I think we're gonna watch the video. Let's get that queued up. You're going to see some great videography. Yes. These people did a great job. People leave little notes for each other. On the fridge in the break room, you need to put caps on your sauces and things like that. You know, it's just too much to not write a song about, I think.
money to Richard. Uh, we bought into Richard's program, his peak program. I don't know. I, I joined six months ago. Well, they have these uh, payment plans, which, I don't know, it adds up quickly, but it's kind of worth it. It's a small price to pay for having someone save your life, I think. Because you've got a dirty conscience. You can uh, watch it again. It's on the internet. Uh, but honestly, Two Emotion Labs, thank you for inviting us to do that. It was one of the only things we have ever been asked to do. <laughs> so thank you. Shelby just told me that they, that was filmed in the basement of a bank. Yeah, we were, they were like, oh, yeah, so we're going to do a session. Just come to Northfield, <laughs> uh, pull into the Chase parking lot, and call us when you're here. And it's just like, what? Yeah. But then the, there's like a studio in the basement, but it was like... It was funny. And then we went and got Thai food, which we always do. <laughs> yeah, after. No. no. Anyway. Yeah. So many memories. I can't believe it's all over tonight. This is it. This is the end. Is there anything you guys want to say to each other before you turn to our live performance with Richard Album? Um, I... I love these people so much. Like I, there, there are. This city is full of amazing musicians, and um, I think I think what Chicago has that other cities don't have is like amazingly nice musicians. Um, where like moving here from Seattle, I was like, oh, oh, great. You can like make so many friends in Chicago, but um, there's nobody else I would rather be in a band with. Um, so to my future bandmates who watch this, sorry. You'll never, you'll never hold a candle to Bill, Brian, and Jen. Thanks, Shelby. I wish we could say the same for you, Shelby. <laughs> I think I already said, uh, shared earlier, but yeah, I'm, I feel like I love these guys a lot. I think uh, Richard Album actually said recently, like, uh, we love each other. You know, you should come see and... And I think adding to Shelby's point, like to me, um, yeah, I've always been a little bit more of a shy person when it comes to my own music. Um, and I think when um, booking shows and things like that, for me, it's a lot more about um, the chemistry of the people that are coming together and 
the amount of connection that you can kind of generate in a room um, when people are being vulnerable and sharing. And um, it always brings me so much joy to go to a show and see a band like really fucking, you can tell like, Sorry, am I allowed to curse? I just said curse the F away. word. Go for it. My daughter's watching. I'm sorry, Frankie, but I'm the anti-gen. I'm going to be the cool one. Um, <laughs> Sagittarius. She's a Leo. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, but like I always get really excited and it's so clear to me and you can tell when something is performative or if it's like, no, these people on stage like actually really freaking love playing with each other and um, I feel like, I don't know, we've like developed that and I enjoy seeing that in other people and um, kind of want that to just be what music performance is um, forever, you know? Um, yeah, so I love you guys a lot. <laughs> I think we just peaked, okay. <laughs> that was it. I'll talk, I'll talk. Uh, I, yeah, I don't mean, I don't, I'll see you all, like, again, very soon, you know, um, this isn't goodbye, but no, it's, I think the last few weeks, I think since we set up these, like, last shows, I've been just reflecting kind of on the seven and a half years of playing music in this band, and I think it's, like, it's so cool to have seen friends grow throughout that time, and just, like, when I first... Maybe the first tour me and Shelby ever went on, like, on the way back, you, like, talked to the principal on the phone. And, like, that's how you got a teacher's assistant job. And then a few years later, you're going to school to become a teacher, and now you have your own classroom. I don't know. I just feel like I've seen so much growth in everyone, and that's always been encouraging. And I don't know. I'm going to miss that a lot. Um, not that, again, this isn't goodbye, um, but I just think there's something about, like, coming together pre-pandemic for weekly practices and checking in on each other and uh, there's I think we're going to have to work in different ways to stay connected especially as people start moving around the country and stuff um, and so I'm a little afraid for that but we'll figure it out and yeah I love you guys a lot when you said Shelby was talking to the principal. I dropped you off after a tour one time, and you went into Chicago Diner to get your schedule, and then you came back out to the car, and you're like, I'm not on the schedule anymore. <laughs> uh, can you just cut that? No, no ill will with Chicago Diner. No ill will. Great. It's a great establishment. I love the way they do business. It was an opening in your life, wasn't it? It was, yeah. But it was kind of funny. One door slams in your face. <laughs> Another creaks open. I mean, it was just awkward because I brought back vegan donuts from Seattle. I was like, hey, guys, have you tried Mighty O Donuts? They're vegan. And they were like, great. And I was like, cool, I'm just going to check my hours. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. You're going to perform. Um, do you want to say something? Oh, yeah, I mean... Go ahead, yeah, 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 go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean something. to cut you off, Bill. Go ahead. Well, yeah, kind of what Brian was saying. Just I'm super appreciative to have grown so close with these people over the last seven, eight years. And um, even if we don't keep playing music together as often, I feel like we're going <laughs> to a little. <laughs> Um, just having this 
close bond with all these people has been really special and and I love you guys and yeah thanks for letting me be in the band <laughs> now please enjoy a live performance from Richard Album and the singles
sight. I'm never gonna see you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. My name is Shelby. I'm terrified right now. Just kidding. My name is Richard. <laughs> Feels damn good to be back on stage. Um, I don't know a lot of you that are here, and I am. Maybe I'll go out on a limb and say we are humbled that you stepped into this bar in the middle of this pandemic to see our last show ever. Um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we have a, a box of unsold tapes. If you would like to, if you dare to open it, let's <laughs> see. Or best offer. All right, this song's called Prayer Warrior.
thank you so much. Uh, the next song we're gonna play is called Companion. Uh, I work at a school, and uh, when you work at a school, you lose a lot of colleagues because most teachers are women and have babies and quit. <laughs> and at uh, my school, they're like, well, I'm just gonna stay home now with my uh, baby. So um, the third grade teacher came back after quitting and was like, oh, here's my baby. It's like, oh, how's life? And she's like, just kind of me and him. We're just kind of here all day together. My husband works and I'm at home alone. So I wrote this song called Companion uh, based on what she told me. Now I have a baby of my own. Uh, so maybe there'll be like a companion part two that I write later. We'll see. Not making any promises, y'all, but uh, companion part one is pretty good, so. <laughs> if, I never, if I never write the second one, at least you guys have number one. The expanse of time between now and It's impossible for me to leave And the baby, he just laid down to sleep
A song that is really about accompaniment when you think about it. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. It really is so funny, isn't it? Um, we're going to play one more. Well, we're going to play two, two more songs, but it's a medley. Um, and thank you so much, uh, Jessica, for inviting us. Um, thank you all for being here. Thank you to Cafe Mustache for, for thank you for surviving the pandemic. We needed you. We need you. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone, take care. Be safe. And we'll see you on the other side.
in the singles. Just a quick send-off here before we end the show. I want to thank Richard Album for being on the show. It was a lot of fun. It was emotional, and it was really beautiful. And uh, Richard Album is playing a show, but not as Richard Album. They're playing as The Cure. Uh, there's a tradition in Chicago of a lot of bands doing cover bands, and they're going to be The Cure. They're going to play at Cafe Mustache at October 30th. Uh, Cafe Mustache on October 30th and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be there and I hope you'll be there too. Thank you guys for listening. Visit musictherapypodcast.com. Please subscribe and rate us. 
Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker, produced by Sullivan Davis, and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. Hope you guys are doing well, and see you next week. 